my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. First, before I get started, I'd like to say happy 2021. How's it actually going for you? We really tumbled right in there, didn't we? It seems like nobody can really take a breath. And as we know, this kind of thing can have a long-term effect on a lot of people. Now, I understand this isn't everybody, but the way the news is going, all of the politics, and there's so much misinformation going on out there, and there's so many more people, unfortunately, getting sick, which is also part of why people are becoming more and more restricted. It's been quite a while now. Here we are, January. This whole thing started when? January last year, but really hooked in about March. That's almost a year. That's a pretty long time for people to be completely unsure of what's going on. I mean, I would assume that the first few months... It didn't really settle in. You know, it didn't for me. And then it went on and on. People started moving. Jobs ended, all of that stuff. But we're all still here for the most part. And, you know chugging along. They say take one day at a time, all that kind of stuff, but if you can't breathe, you can't do the basics. If we can't provide ourselves with some kind of solace, it gets really hard for a long time. It gets worse. Oh, wait, right. The topic this week. Have you guessed? It's breathing. I understand that the last episode was a breathing class. If you've missed that, I suggest you go check it out, especially if you are feeling like you have a lot of anxiety coming up or perhaps new anxiety, misunderstandings, um, arguments, uh, politics, whatever. If anything's starting to really get to you, try the breathing. Just check out the episodes. It's the last one, the one previous to this. So I get that it's a little bit redundant, but I just couldn't stop myself because I just cannot witness without speaking about it. And the breathing thing is huge. For a few weeks now, I have been in deep focus on this topic seeking out all of the different ways to approach it how it has been worked with before and where the magic is hidden space is inherently spiritual 
but also we require the space to breathe. We can also lower our heart rate and hold space for others when we get this one main tidbit, this one little bit of information. The magic of breathing lives in the exhale, but also in the space left from the inhale. In scriptures like Yoga Sutra, they focus on the exhale. When you're holding space for other people, the focus is also on the exhale. And then for your body, for your, for your current situation, your heart rate. You want to get a handle on that? Guess what? Lengthen your exhale. These three things are all very, they're very intertwined. They approach body, mind, and spirit pretty directly without having to think about the spiritual side of things. I find that very interesting. I mean, just for a moment, think about how natural it is to take an inhale. But it's not so natural to extend the exhale. This is where we have to provide our body with a little bit of instruction. This is why the magic is there, because if you learn to work with that, all of these other things can start opening up for you. Sure, there's a lot of magic in learning how to breathe properly. I have been focusing on three-part breathing, two-part breathing, um, alternate nostril breathing, and shitali, which is, these are all calming and cooling, but also very activating breathing techniques that fall under the pranayama umbrella, which is part of the yoga lifestyle, the true yoga. And one thing I'd like to share is a friend of mine, Melissa Townsend, she has written a number of books. It's actually, let me rephrase that. Her artwork has provided her with this space to write a few books. And these books are translations of Yoga Sutras, and they go in line with her artwork. So she does a painting, and there's a translation and some commentary. And the one that I'd like to share with you today, don't worry, I'm not going to try and pronounce Sanskrit right right now. It is Sutra 134. So there's a one and then a dot, three, four. So what that is, is um, in the Yoga Sutras, there are three books, and that would be, this is book one, Sutra number 34. And her translation is as follows. The mind may also be calmed by the exhalation and retention of the breath. And then this is her commentary. This sutra can be understood as referring to pranayama, the structured practice of regulation of the breath, a practice further developed later in the Yoga Sutras. It is extremely effective for calming the mind. Modern science, psychology, and psychiatry all promote the usefulness of focusing upon the breath to alleviate anxiety, 
and to restore equanimity. The simplest techniques are affectatious, slowly and steadily inhaling to a regular count, holding the breath to the same regular count, which is optional in Western methods, and then exhaling to the same slow, steady rhythm and regular count. Interestingly, this sutra does not mention inhalation, which of course is necessary in order to exhale. Pranayama is typically defined by the exhalation and the retention of the breath. It's been said that this is because the instinctive human drive to inhale is so powerful that inhalation is understood and doesn't require mentioning. Now, if you're not aware of what the Yoga Sutras are, do, don't worry about that. The Yoga Sutras were written in, gosh, I'm going to try and rattle off the year and I might be wrong, 500 BCE? I should have looked that up. All right. Anyhow, the reason that I brought that up is because of the focus on the exhalation. Now, I understand that this is very yogic-centric. However, when we're trying to work with our heart rate and lower it, you extend your exhale. So if you wanted to do that right now, you might take a moment and provide yourself with some time, take a few regular breaths, and then slowly count and inhale choose whatever number you want and then when you exhale count for longer and continue to go through that process i mean you may not make the count out super long don't worry about that just a little bit longer each time and your body will get used to going through that process This, in my world, is like holding space for yourself. You're creating the space that you need in order to start kind of functioning, or as Melissa said in her, in the quote, equanimity, to provide yourself with some kind of location to return to. Returning to the breath is the most valuable practice that I have provided for myself and I am so grateful that I went through the time of figuring it out. The other thing that is very important when it comes to the breathing and holding space for other people because the spiritual world is becoming more and more vast. There are a lot of people out there that are trying really hard to assist others on their spiritual journey. And I'm noticing that they are doing this before they are assisting themselves. And the giveaway there is in the breathing. When I observe someone assisting another person, if they are not breathing slower and taking more time to exhale than the person that that they are trying to assist there is a mix up energetically there and it's nothing bad on the person they just haven't become aware of this basic kind of necessity at this point 
And I'm only putting it that way because I feel like it is going to be so valuable for people to more take more time to understand just what breathing is. It's not just providing you with your oxygen, you're actually providing space for yourself to not only equalize what's going on around you, but for your body to have time to settle in and and be in the space that you've chosen to do whatever it is that you're doing. So if you have a lot of high anxiety, it's very important that you learn how to work with your breathing. And I'm not your doctor, so don't think that I just said to breathe instead of take medication or anything like that. Just learn to work with your breathing and stay on whatever medical situation you're working with. If you're a person that is hardlined on helping others and you're wondering why it's a little bit rough right now, it's because everybody is really shook up. And if you don't have a breathing practice, I recommend you try and get that into your situation as soon as you can. And not like it's some kind of an emergency, but for personal benefit. If you choose to be someone that's holding space for others, it's really important that you know how to hold space for yourself while you're doing that for others. Otherwise, your beliefs become um, like a screen door that you're trying to push through. You have to know how to clear your own space and your own thoughts in order to really get in there and assist others. And the direct route is you having a breathing practice. If let's say you're someone that's trying to start a business, which a lot of people are doing right now, which is very interesting to me because a lot of people don't have work. So I'm wondering who's going to buy the things, but that's an aside. If you are trying to set up a new business for yourself and you don't have some kind of a physical practice, I would say do that first, but also, um, you know, why not start with breathing? You're sitting here right here right now listening. Pay attention to your breath when you take on information and just start that way. It's very beneficial to work with your breath. And I'm not just saying that because the Yoga Sutra said so. I'm saying that because I have personally witnessed this with myself, with my friends, with my family, with people I don't know. Um, if you are on social media, I have been posting one-minute breathing exercises on the app called TikTok. And I will expand that over to my YouTube at some point. But if you're on there and you need some ideas, you should go and look at my page there. It's really easy to find. So in order to kind of bring this together, the reason that breathing is so unbelievably important right now basically is because I can see how people are not yet kind of getting that. If you're a yoga person or you have a physical practice or you're a dancer or any of those kind of creative folks that are listening to this, I know you already know this, but there are a lot of people around you that don't know this. 
How do I know that? Well, because I've been posting one minute breathing exercises and I am just astounded at the quantity of people that have never thought about deepening their inhale, let alone working with their exhale. It's because it's so natural that it becomes something that is overlooked, like your hands and your feet. But step one for having a healthy lifestyle to creating a good plan for your life, for a physical practice, for a yogic practice, it doesn't matter which thing you choose, breathing is going to be there with you in every single way. No matter what you choose, it's going to be there. So why not use it for benefit instead of just some passing thing that's happening giving you oxygen? You can use this, like I said, to hold space for others, to hold space for yourself, to decrease your heart rate, to calm your system. These are all extremely important things, especially if the world is going a little bit crazy and you're watching. The other thing that's really cool about having a breathing practice is it can be really fun. It actually makes you feel good. When you have any kind of a practice that you return to, the return is extremely positive. But then, if that physical practice provides you with some kind of magic, chemical shifting in your body, then you are doing so much more for yourself. It's one thing to just have to get it done, but it's another thing to really acknowledge what that's doing for you. If you do choose to create a breathing practice for yourself, this is what I would do. I would choose to go for, let's say, seven days straight. And you choose a time, a time of day that you want to do your three to five minutes of breathing, right? And then also choose a backup time because life, right? So if you don't do it this time, then you have this other time waiting for you. This is important because you don't want to give yourself any grief about not doing the practice. If you miss a day, you miss a day. Don't worry about it. Just go back to it the next day. But that's why there's a backup time just in case, right? The other thing you would want to do is you would want to have a little bit of a journal. Write something down before you do your breathing practice and then write something down after. What would you write, Farron? Well, I woke up cranky today and then I did my breathing. Maybe it made me feel better, worse, or whatever it is. So that's what you would do. You would write down a thing. A sentence, two sentences. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Just say, you can even write one word bad like you feel bad today you know and then you feel good when you're done whatever works for you you can create your own little code doesn't really matter the point is is that you're providing yourself with a tiny bit of time before and after you do your practice so that it is something that you're you start to become accustomed to and it feels important to you there's this kind of return that happens that I'm not really even sure how to describe. It's just the, there's this really positive return, the act of doing something. And then if you acknowledge that you've done it in um, a really simple way, like writing it down, it, the return is doubled, which sounds really silly, but it's absolutely true. 
The other thing I would say is if you chose seven days, do seven days, but try to then choose another set of time. I didn't put that in my challenge that I've been doing on TikTok, but I'm telling you that now. If you choose a week, do a week, and then the next time maybe do eight days, and then maybe nine days. And then as you go through this process, you first of all, you'll stop counting because you'll just be doing it every day. And then after a few months, you'll be able to look back and see what's changed. Maybe your lung capacity has grown. Maybe you have more space to think about the things that actually matter to you versus getting stressed out over things that you don't like. Maybe you just feel better all the time because you finally decided to give yourself some self-care. All of these things are fantastic and I support you in your quest. As usual, if you have any questions or comments or anything that you would like me to cover on this podcast, shoot me an email, hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com. And again, welcome to 2021. Hopefully it won't be like 2020. Actually, I say that and I think a lot of good stuff happened in 2020, honestly. It's a little twisted, but maybe we'll notice in a couple years what those things really are. Okay, thanks again. Bye now. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.